0: Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin.
1: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome. We have a very special program for you today. Uh, We're going to be interviewing... Elise Simon, who's actually right next to me, which is such a treat to have my guest in the studio with me. And we're going to be talking about mindfulness. And before I even introduce Elise, we're going to share something with you that will uh, really speak to mindfulness. I hope you all can hear that. And it reverberates. Hi, Elise. Hi, Patricia. Yeah, great to have you on. Um, You're going to talk about your Center SALT, which stands for S-A-L-T, Self-Awareness Let's Talk, which is an immersive integrative well-being studio. People learn to center themselves. I mean, there's so much constant change going on. And Elise received her master's degree in integrative health, and she's trained. There's a training for mindfulness-based treatment programs. She works with private clients, she's led many support groups, and she's also worked with the Leahy Clinic, Dana-Farber, and the Cambridge Health Alliance. So today we're going to talk about what this system does, what SALT does, which again is self-awareness, let's talk, how this organization really helps you to find underlying causes of experience. That you know will bring you physical, emotional, and a sexual well-being because you get to the core root of what's happening through a very gentle and loving system. Welcome, Elise.
2: Thank you so much for having us today, Patricia. And I say us because I've partnered with Courtley Lamotte, and we have set up this. Uh, program of self-awareness, Let's Talk, um, and we're opening up an office in East Greenwich as of this week. Tomorrow is our open house. We're so excited to celebrate um,
1: this offering to the public. Yeah, and East Greenwich is in Rhode Island, which is where I am, so this, this program, Elise, has heard all over the world, but people can still do mindfulness no matter where they are, right? And you work with people not just in person or mostly in person. Uh, We're going to offer
2: many different offerings. Um, Right now we're opening up an office, but um, it can be,
1: somebody could work with us from afar. Yeah. Yeah. So, so important and so important. Why do you think that mindfulness is so important? I mean, mindfulness has been around since the yogis and now we're hearing about it like it's the newest thing. Why is it coming up? It's coming up in companies, organizations. You're hearing it everywhere, not just on mountaintops, Oh,
2: thanks for that wonderful question. Yeah, so mindfulness, um, just to uh, explain where I come from with mindfulness, I was trained at the Center for Mindfulness through Jon Kabat-Zinn's program of mindfulness-based stress reduction. I also have been so fortunate to have received my master's at Lesley University in Cambridge, Massachusetts, where I was able to self-design a program in this integrative health that uh, we're talking about with SALT and, and what we're offering at SALT. Um, and so, mindfulness is really, um, in my um, understanding, uh, about how we relate. Um, So, whether it's a relationship to ourselves or whether it's a relationship with other people or even to the natural world. Um, So, it's all about how we relate. So, there's a stressor maybe that comes in or maybe there's loveliness that comes in and how we relate to it.
1: Do you think part of the issue is that we're so stressed today, we are so busy doing that we need mindfulness more than we might have needed it before?
2: So, um, another program that I'm trained in is uh, Diana Winston's program, uh, Mindful Awareness, that's also connected with Dan Siegel's uh, understanding of neurobiology, of interpersonal neurobiology. I think that um, a lot of people um, are so, their attention is in so many directions that it's actually difficult to practice this idea of what we say being present
1: because being present means that you're really here now and the other thoughts are not going through your head at the same time is that right? correct there are so many um, forces of attention
2: that are competing right now there's the computer there's the phone there's you know our own needs um, which really brings me to the other program that we offer at salt which is based in community um, compassionate communication um, with the tenants based in nonviolent communication so yes there's so many competing
1: uh, forces for our attention so when people come to you and work with you and do mindfulness is this meditation is it prayer is are there certain poses Um, I, I know it's a whole process do they just sit down and do that or do you work with them first to find out what's going on in their life What a wonderful
2: question. So, um, in this practice that we've established, Courtney and I, with SALT, Self-Awareness, Let's Talk, uh, we are about really getting to know what's alive in you. So, this is really based on all acts are an attempt to meet needs and all feelings are the result with compassion of needs that are either being met or unmet. So, um, we have this process of keep coming back to the relationship. What's going on in me? What's going on in you? And what's going on in the relationship between us? And this is something that takes practice.
1: So, as you do this and because people are relaxed or they're meditating or they trust you, Do the emotions come out? Is it easier for them to just set their emotions free? So,
2: yes, the way that we um, incorporate um, mindfulness practice um, with each session, uh, it enables a person to get more into the root cause of how they're feeling. So, there might be something presenting in a situation, for example, at work or you get an email and you feel that this is causing the stress. Sometimes when you're able to take that, you know, maybe five to ten minutes to tune into the body and to slow down, to pause and to relax the body, then uh, you can get a bit more clarity to what is it that I'm really feeling.
1: Is that because, you know, we have that, I think you've talked about this before, the reptilian brain, where, you know, in the old days you either fought or you fled. And today you can't do that. If if something upsets you, you can't just run away or punch somebody in the face, which the caveman might have done. So is that part of the reptilian brain? Explain how the brain works in that way. So the brain,
2: thanks to John kabat and studies and many others in today's uh, culture, we are able to study the brain. And what we are finding out is that there is this capacity for neuroplasticity. That's like a big word. What does that mean? So oftentimes, um, in the amygdala, in the part of the brain where the reptilian um, part of the brain is most established—that's the oldest part of the brain—we. We do tend to fight like an animal. Um, So there's the fight, the flight, and the freeze. And what we are learning to do is to more communicate from heart to heart. So rather than always being in the brain and thinking, 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 we're trying to create practices um, that we can practice together that allows us to get into the heart and communicate from heart to heart, which is more in the prefrontal cortex, the front of the brain, um, which we can talk more about.
1: Hmm. Yes, and we will talk more about that in our in our second segment. But when we're doing that, are we rerouting the pathways in our brain? So at a time
2: before we had the capacity for MRI and we were able to study the brain, we didn't think that we could change the uh, routing in the brain, but. From these studies, um, it does apparently show that with the practice of mindfulness, of slowing down, of being able to feel what's in the body, as we say at SALT, in order to heal it, you must feel it. Um, So these are practices um, that are now starting to be studied. In fact, um, each time we're able to slow down, and more integrate the left and the right hemispheres of the brain, Um, and Dan Siegel talks a lot about this, Um, basically uh, we um, become wounded in relationship and we're able to heal in relationship. And this is the idea behind what we are doing with the brain. We are working with our relationship with our thinking minds. Mm
1: -hmm. Right. And, and after the break, we'll talk more about how you work with people and, and what are some of the results of, of them working with you. But tell people how they can find you online. You know, for people who maybe aren't local in this area, but still would like to know more about mindfulness or learn more about what you do, how can they find you? Oh, thank you for this uh, wonderful opportunity to share
2: with the public. So we are at all one Word dot com, and you can contact us. Um, there's a phone number there. That is probably the best way to be able to connect uh, verbally. But you could also write us at info at selfawarenessletstalk dot com. That's salt.
1: Okay. All right, we're going to take a break, and my guest for this half hour is Elise Simon. She is a mindfulness practitioner at SALT. SALT is an acronym that stands for Self-Awareness, Let's Talk. And basically, she works with people with mindfulness-based treatment programs, and They get to the underlying root causes of experiences that lead to pain and dysfunction in all parts of our body, physical, emotional, psychological, sexual, and spiritual. And when you learn how to recognize those feelings of gratitude and appreciation and contribution, then things change and you can experience happiness. So we're going to talk more to Elise about SALT, about what they do, and about how they do an intake when you first come to see them, and also how mindfulness and compassionate communication work together. You're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show right here on Voice America, America's Voice, and we'll be right back right after the break.
0: Streaming live the leader in internet talk radio voiceamerica.com psych up live with host dr suzanne phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues this show addresses topics as varied as marital stress insomnia depression raising teens campus violence and building self-resilience Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you understand your feline friends as well as you'd like? Why do they behave the way they do? If behavior issues get out of hand, how do you fix things? Get the answers and more when you listen to Cat Talk Radio with host Molly DeVos. We'll give you the straight facts, offer some tried and tested ideas, and alert you as to what's being done in this country and worldwide to save cats and shelter challenges. Cat Talk Radio, every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Have you found the beauty inside of you?
1: Hi, everyone, and we are back, and we are talking to Elise Simon, who is a senior SALT practitioner, and SALT stands for Self-Awareness Let's Talk. It's an immersive integrative program that focuses on mindfulness, and now we're going to ring a bell here that shows you what mindfulness is. Welcome back, Elise. Boy, that reverberates. What does that do for us? Does that kind of center us, that sound?
2: Yeah. Another word for mindfulness is actually remembering. And so we're remembering that world of sensations and vibrations within our bodies uh, that we're able to hear through the
1: sounds of the bell, taking in the sounds of the bell, getting into the body. So one of the things I want you to ask you about is when someone comes to see you in the beginning... How do you process that? Do you find out what's going on in their life? Is there like an intake form or do you just sit down and do a meditation? How does that work? So thank you for asking about our process.
2: Yeah, we call it integrative compassion uh, because, you know, in today's day and age, You know, maybe you have about seven minutes with a doctor. Um, And in, in our case, we really like to approach whoever it is that's making the time to meet with us to really listen. Um, there's not enough practice um, in listening, in compassionate listening. And so people, everybody wants to be seen and heard and understood. And that's sort of um, the basis of what our intakes are all about. So we talk about these five different waves. um, And the first is physical. The second is psychological. The third is emotional. The fourth is spiritual. And the fifth is sexual um so there's all these different ways in which we can feel um and uh, we are really interested in getting to the root of that and we ask um particular questions based on this intake form that we've created um to really get to know you and what's alive in you but yet this is not therapy
1: so explain that difference
2: Yes, well, Courtney is a social worker and I am a trained mindfulness educator. Um, and the difference, not that therapy is bad or you know, um, healthcare is bad in any way, but perhaps a lot of people have gotten through some physical issues, psychological issues, and there really is this new need to um, develop this sort of emotional uh, intelligence. And so um, this gives an opportunity to someone who's maybe been through a lot, you know, have gotten a lot of different treatments, done the shakes, the, you know, physical fitness and all the other things. And they're still, you know, feeling there's, there's a hole. Um, this is where um, being able to meet with someone and develop more of an understanding of communications and feelings, emotional education comes in.
1: How does mindfulness and communication intersect? I mean, how do they work together?
2: So um, in this case, uh, we offer mindfulness and compassionate communication. And so on the one hand, we become self-aware, you know, what's going on, what's here. The, the mindfulness question based in the program that I'm trained in that was developed by um, Dr. Christopher Germer and Kristen Neff um, is what's... Here, right now, in thoughts, sensations, emotions, sounds, so we get more aware of what's alive in us, and then the compassion piece of it comes with how do we work with uh, love, um, and we've heard this in a lot of different cases, love over fear. Um, so more about that um,
1: in some uh, in another interview. So, do you have any stories of people who may have tried other modalities? Maybe they tried therapy or they tried, you know, different body-centered therapies and they came to work with you and do mindfulness and something really shifted.
2: So, this is really where the integrative piece has come in. So, I worked for a long time with a lovely gay man who um, was raised in a family um, of really strong passion. He was Italian, and he over the span of, we worked together for about five years, not to say that that's necessary, five years, but over the span of time, he really began to get into, take very good care of himself. And But he always had this message about these love handles on his back. He really, he was, you know, a very handsome man, but he really could not stand these love handles. And he just didn't know what to do. And he went on all kinds of diets and even, you um, you know, did all, all of the things that, that people do these days to try to feel better, and he started to practice self-compassion, in particular in mindfulness with me, and um, long story short, uh, it turned out that at in third grade, uh, one of his teachers had said to him, you run like a girl, and um, this was a message that had been going on in his head for for eons, and um Long story short, it turns out he ended up running a marathon with his husband, who was a doctor for Harvard. Um, And um, so these are just some ways in which we grow to
1: love ourselves just as we are. So that old message that he had, does mindfulness help to release those old messages from childhood?
2: So, mindfulness helps to become aware of them. So, that's where we, when we talk about self-awareness, the compassion piece of it is better understanding, you know, what, how do we feel towards ourselves, this love component. And um, a lot of the compassionate communication based on the book that Tom Bond that we use in our practice wrote um, Uh, and Marshall Rosenberg was his mentor, is about how we love. Um, So um, something that uh, I read about in the book was what is love and how do we do this love? So love is not just something we feel, but it is something that we manifest, something we do, something we have. Love is giving (laughs) of ourselves in a certain way. So this is about a practice of love.
1: Self-love, love for others, understanding. What does love feel like? And sometimes when we have those old tapes in our heads, we believe them. And so we're not so loving to ourselves, correct?
2: Correct, yes. This can happen. And, you know, even though we think that the tapes, you know, oh, I've gotten over that. Um, You know, sometimes it takes stillness to recognize what are those messages that are coming back again and again and and affecting our lives in adverse ways. Mm.
1: Elise, why did you get into this whole field of mindfulness? What was the driving force for you? So I was, I am a twin. I was born
2: a twin, and so I became um, very interested in uh, relationship and partnering, and I am so grateful to be partnering with... my dear soul sister, Courtney, um, among other people in this field. Um, But as far as mindfulness, I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis myself, and I was seeing a therapist. And this wise therapist in California told me that she had taken a course in MBSR, mindfulness-based stress reduction. So 15 years ago when I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis, I realized just how, how important it can be for what we can bring to ourselves. So not only to get the help that we need medically, but also what are some
1: things that we can do for ourselves. And so it's really helped you in your own life and you wanted to bring this to other people.
2: Yeah, so 15 years ago when I took this course, I said, you know, this is something that I would like to become a practitioner of. And I formerly was a fashion designer, which people find pretty interesting because I really cared a lot about helping people feel good on the outside. And um, 15 years ago, I realized it was really on the inside that these messages are most affecting us, particularly in the mind. Mm -hmm.
1: What's been most rewarding for you as a practitioner in doing this work?
2: I would say the connection. Um, I think that with compassionate communication based in the book of um, Tom Bond and Marshall Rosenberg's work and my mentor, Dr. Janet Surrey, I, I feel like... Um, This is a world that we feel that connection is taking place, but there's actually also a lot of disconnection. And to be able to better recognize what's alive in me And when someone is um, bringing their light into a situation, I do want to read a quote that I received. I I did some teaching um, at Cambridge Health Alliance, and I do want to just read this quote from Martin Luther King Jr. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. So I would say that really motivates me to connect with someone's loving, divine energy.
1: What would be your closing thoughts? What might be a tip you might want to leave our listeners with, Elise?
2: Practice, practice, practice. You know, everybody wants a quick fix these days. And um, mindfulness really is based in repetition, being able to better focus and concentrate. And everyone can do it. You know, I've met some people that said, I just, there's no way I can do this. And I just want to say that um, with a little guidance and a little help, believe in yourself. You can do it. Mm,
1: Wonderful. How can people
2: find you again? Again, we, uh, Courtney and I, are at selfawarenessletstalk.com.
1: Thank you so much. Okay, wonderful. And on there, they can see everything you're doing. And are there resources there too as well on the website? Yes, there's uh, uh, daily posts. Courtney is wonderful at posting daily. So please do connect with us. We'd love to hear from you. All right. Thanks so much. Thanks for being on the program. Oh, we're going to close with the gong, with the bell. You can log on
2: to, give us the website. www.selfawarenessletstalk.com.
1: So it's com. All right, and that wraps up this half hour. Stay tuned. We have a whole other interview coming for you next right here on the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show on voiceamerica.com. dot